Oh, well, see, I've been watching Mario 64 speedruns, and those oh, are great yeah. because oh, there's so much motor control awesome. that Mario has. Mario is so fit. Mario's in such good shape that there's uh -huh. so many cool tricks he can do as him. It's really a delight to watch. He, dude, he, he, yeah, he has to. He spins Bowser around by Bowser's tail. Think of the core strength you would have to have in order to do that. He's definitely doing crunches, like a lot of crunches. They did put that in the first game, but you don't get to actually play that in America. <laughs> Mario can straight up kick in the middle of the air. He can, get, yeah. I don't know I, if it's a single that? person that can do that. No, no, no. I mean, like, he kicks and gets more height. Yeah, well, he qualified for the Olympics, so I would hope that he's in good shape. Yeah, but most people who don't qualify, most people qualify for the Olympics can't double jump. Yeah, and Wario qualified too, and that guy's non good wow. shape. I, I always enjoyed those old glitch, <laughs> those glitchy ass N64. I think like just discovering video game glitches was always kind of like a, a pivotal occupying like moment of my fascination with YouTube. Uh, just mm -hmm. like some weird notes scrawled on a wall that no one was ever supposed to see about like by like some programmer who hated his job. I lived for that shit. Did you like the rumor that there was a Mew underneath the red truck in the original I, Pokemon that's, games? That's not a rumor. My dad does work for Square Enix, and he knows a yeah, guy at Game Freak. <laughs> Square Enix Pokemon. <laughs> that was actually Squaresoft back then. Uh, yeah. My dad's actually Hideo Kojima. I didn't want to tell you guys, but he's giving me... They are buying Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Nintendo's buying it. From uh, whatever company that owns it, Panasonic. Okay, now. you're not allowed to joke about Kadeo <laughs> Kojima. Kadeo Kojima suffered more than you ever will in your entire life. Disney's <laughs> buying uh, Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding, no. and they're integrating it with Star God. Wars. <laughs> Death Stranding is actually the first movie. I'm just still cracking up <laughs> about Hideo Kojima being Please your dad. Please stop talking. Like, you go to play catch with Hideo Kojima, but before he you can play catch, there's a 30-minute long cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> lectures you about the economy <laughs> he actually was like a consultant for the hit game backyard baseball actually <laughs> something that it's a lot of people didn't know they were released in japan uh and all of the like sort of ethnically ambiguous characters were like uyghurs uh that was his entire he insisted on that if backyard baseball and metal gear saga were both part of the Disney universe, who would be the new Disney princesses? Uh, Pablo Sanchez. Well, they're part of Star Wars. I mean, sure. let's... I, I feel bad because my dad could get fired now that I've told you this. Well, Leia's a Disney princess now because she's Disney. Oh, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Legally, you are correct. Welcome to 30 Mad Worlds. God damn. That's... <laughs> we, we just infringed on a lot of copyrights for three and a half That's minutes. Fine. Oh, we it's don't okay. Have a this will only make Disney of more likely. Suing us, <laughs> Disney will be more likely to buy us out after all that free advertising. Yeah, exactly. So we make up worlds in this show, and we do that by having a lore lad, and then having three other people give prompt words, and then out of just three words, we craft an entire world to explore. Really, a magical process. And it's always a well-realized, fleshed-out world that isn't stupid. I oh, don't think perfect. we've ever that, dropped that, the ball. Yeah, I think we've... <laughs> <laughs> That's all guaranteed to you, the listener. All of these are future franchises. Like, we have just spawned 20-plus Harry Potters. We're merging Sea of Time with Death Stranding uh, Star Wars Harry Potter. 
which is the new super cinematic universe that Disney is pushing. Sea of Time isn't even the worst uh, or, uh, thing in that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Thank God my dad was on board. You know, we, <laughs> he really brought the whole picture together. Uh, I think. What, uh, hang on, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll the dice here and figure out who the lad is before we, <laughs> we just go off on a cliff. Uh, it's a one. That's Chessman. Oh, that's that is me. Oh the boy, responsibility oh, hey, okay. falls. Beard session. Okay. Hey, give me them prompts. Uh, Chessman prompts. The or? the prompt. The prompt is egg. My prompt words is trickster. Trickster. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I had a prompt word, and I, I I swear I don't mean to Chessman here. I had a prompt Ooh. word, and I forgot it, and now I feel like kind of an idiot. Oh wow. Uh, Death. My prompt word was death. Death? Death? Death. death. Or death. Okay. Okay. The act <laughs> of dying. Oh, okay. Because, okay. The, okay. Not the common <laughs> name. Egg? Death. Egg trickster death. <laughs> um. okay. This is just a light novel. That's all this is. <laughs> oh, man. Where's your brain going, Lorelad? Um, I don't really want to go the direction I in- initially thought because when I heard egg, um, a term for somebody who egg is a term for somebody who hasn't yet come out. Um, uh, that sounds like so, safe, non-controversial waters for us to tread in. Uh, yeah. right. Let's uh, be clear. <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> eggs. Okay. Uh, so there's. Uh, what, uh, uh, I'm trying to roll death into it in the beginning. Well, no, it's egg, not is, egg is b- life and birth. It, egg and death is very True. much like life and death. So what I'm imagining is... <laughs> as a Grim Reaper uh, kind of type of character that is pulls pranks and steals eggs from, from people. Okay. <laughs> Steal what I've got so far. Okay, thank you, Orlan. <laughs> he stole I, the egg could, of could life. That be, uh, hang on, hang, I, I, the, it, I laugh because it's a silly premise, but could that be like a thing we could work with? Well, I don't. The only bit. So stealing <gasps> eggs. I feel like we can go like a much more impactful egg portion. Like maybe people come from eggs. Maybe like what if people came? Well, that's from, the thing. People do come from eggs because these are like, uh, uh, let's let's say that this world is populated entirely, mo- almost entirely by animals. Snake people. Animal people. Snake people. Sure, snake, snake people's good. Sure. Um, and they lay eggs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is death? Where does, do they have a Grim Reaper figure? Or, uh. Is death a part of their life in what their day to day? What if they they have a trickster deity that stole the first eggs that the snake people were born from from death? Oh, interesting! Oh. And that's how they're allowed to give birth at all. Yeah, it's like uh, they were snatched from death's jaws, uh, and it, it, he's like he's a trickster, but he's like their patron deity, basically. He hid, yeah, he hid the eggs as like. He disguised them as rocks or whatever, and that's why eggs are modeled and look weird. And it works, too, because snakes do steal eggs, like, from other animals, too. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. 
So is Death trying to get back at them uh, because of what their god did? Yeah, because currently the setup uh, sounds like it's all just mythology so far. Uh, so, like, Death... Uh, why does Death want the eggs? Uh, well, they were his. Okay. Because if you take the eggs, then they can become alive, and Death doesn't want them to become Ooh, alive. I have an idea. Mm. What yeah. if every egg, like, for an egg to hatch, there's a requirement of sacrifice? Like, say, ten okay. people, ten snake people have to die for an egg to be hatched. But kind wouldn't of- that kill off all the snake people? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> math just doesn't work there. Um, uh, what if... Well, what on, if there's what another if, species? Yeah, what if ten non-snake okay. people have to die? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. What if sna- these snakes, um, when they steal, they steal other... They steal other um, races' eggs. Oh, and they can turn them into their own eggs? Yeah. Either that or they have to sacrifice. Like, maybe it's like an Aztec type thing where, like, for whatever reason, whatever compact with your god, maybe it was a trick. Maybe, like, in the mythology, like, it's all the results of their trickster god. Could it be something like, um... Well, well, snakes are predators. My idea is that in the mythology, the, um... The snakes, uh, the the trickster snake god, stole an egg from Death, uh, so he could have a kid, and then Death, uh, cursed it, uh, or, or I, eh, the the logic doesn't quite work. Something about stealing an egg from Death, and then Death cursed it with infertility, and that's why they oh, have but, to. Steal but the eggs. trickster, yeah, yeah. Then the trickster god was like, "Well, you guys can steal eggs from other species." Other, mm-hmm. let's assume, egg-laying uh, species, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, were you, were well, they would have that? to be, yeah. Well, maybe, well, yeah. yeah. We, so before we get to the mythology, what if the other species than snake people are humans? What, what if humans kind of oh. live in the shadow of these, like, Aztec sacrificial death-worshipping snake people? Okay. In the shadow how? Um, well, I assume that they would run the hell away from any snakes, uh, How, considering oh, it, that they're sacrificed routinely. Is that it, or is it the opposite? The snake people live in, like, in a, a parallel world, sort of, not a parallel world, but like a, sort of like a, you can't tell the mortals about magic sort of thing. Well, this is interesting because, uh, have y'all heard of Captromancy? No. no. Uh, the Greek art of divining things through mirrors inserted like partway into the water. Uh, the Greeks believed that snakes were special in that they could only, uh, that they like inhabited a dream world and could be seen uh, through mirrors and could travel through them. Uh, what if there were some of that in play here? Yes. That's Are you cool. envisioning the humans looking through the mirrors or the snakes no, the looking snakes through the mirrors? No, the snakes can go through mirrors. Yeah. Snakes can travel through mirrors to their world. Or mirror That's how they've remained hidden from Death, who wants to fuck with them for so long. Right. Uh, because Death doesn't have a reflection. Their trickster god hid them in mirrors yeah. and reflections. Yes. Okay. And so it, the, the trickster god, he took the eggs through the mirror and he taught, like, the the ancestors of this race, how to use them. 
to evade death. Yeah, like the first mm. mirror, which was like this reflective like lake or whatever. Uh, and then he led the snake species in there and they followed him. One story I like for the origin of this stuff is that the, the trickster god was dealing with death. Um, and he made an offer. He's like, Death, if you don't take the, this egg, if you don't take this future child, um, I will give you a life in return. And Death said, okay. Um, mm. And that, that was the way of the land for a while, that one person had to be sacrificed for an egg to live. Um, but eventually, through convoluted mythology reasons you can fill out later, the trickster god became <laughs> bitter and angry and more, more Loki-ish. He kind of turned against his family. So he kept negotiating. He started negotiating up with death. Started like basically bungling it on purpose. So death now requires two lives for an egg, or three lives. Um, and at this point, ten lives are required for an egg to hatch. But but like uh, a that would, I guess That's they're just, not snake lives. So I guess no, it makes human sense. lives. So he's trying yeah. to yeah. kill his own species. Well, no. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's bitter. Basically, he's <laughs> he's an embittered trickster god who just wants more discord at this point. More. Yeah, like more in his youth, maybe he envisioned himself as a sort of like freedom fighter or like a trickster, like against like the authority of death. But now he spent the, all the time since that basically fighting death or like trying to avoid death, and it's made him so that he can't really do other trickster things that he'd like to do. But like, uh, why would he? Initially, there's a plague. Say. It sounds like he's making the choice, right? To have it be worth 10 lives instead of... Uh, well, what did the snake people do to piss him off? Oh, I, I imagine there's a whole mythology you could fill in with the... If this is Loki's snake, there's a pantheon of snakes. Snake, snake gods. Um, there's a Thor, there's an Odin. They can disrespect him, they can cast him out, they can... All sorts of explanations for why Trickster God would become embittered. But maybe, like, the origin is that snake eggs were dying. There was a disease going around. Mm -hmm. And he, he made this deal with death. Um, but he's now started ruining the deal, which is making things a lot more tenuous. You could say, too, that on the other side of the mirror, where the snake people live, it's still an unfamiliar environment to them. Things are harsher there. Magic is wilder. So he's led them into this realm that's kind of his realm to control. Ooh, yeah, uh, it's called the Shimmer. Oh, yeah, I like, that. I like that. that. Yeah. So he's led them into the Shimmer, which may have been his plan all along, uh, to get these people there and to have them be completely dependent on him, in which case he's more of a nefarious sort of force uh, than we've even laid out before. And he Let's conducts him. them to raid uh, our like real space realm. Let's call him Knife Tongue. I think he needs a name. Knife Tongue. Okay. Knife Tongue. All right. Yeah. Can can we take like because we've just moved around quite a bit. Like we have two minutes and just sort of like bullet points this. Yeah. So okay. What I got so far is you've got uh, snake people that can't have to uh, kill essentially kill ten humans to hatch an egg. To hatch one of their own. Um. And this is explained via this mythology of this knife tongue betrayer snake that is like, I guess, intentionally bungling bargains with death. See, the thing with the he, thing that I think is missing from that is death has to have some death leverage. must have some sort of like no, some moment of like 
of of repaying death or there has to be some sort of like um re like renegotiation or something well maybe instead of bungling more negotiations like he just like switches to allying with death so he can up the stakes hmm. you're right because death wants more people to die uh right. and eventually death is like uh you know it's uh, so he kind of death is becoming more insistent it's like it's time for your kin to pay back uh your due and the stakes like not yet we ha- we can get more time we can get more people uh, just give mm-hmm. us more time. And Death's like, well, you have to fetch me X number of people and then X times two and so on and so forth. Let's say Death mm-hmm. is called the Hunger. I like that. Okay. Because this Death is like hungry for souls. Not all Death conceptions are like, yes, more dead people, but this yeah. one is. The more uh, the more proper nouns there are in a fantasy setting, uh, the better that setting is. Yes. <laughs> proper nouns and apostrophes in the middle of names. Are the two like big barometers of good, good ass lit? What's interesting is that humans humans can't travel through to the shimmer through mirrors, right. uh, so snakes have to go in and kill them on the humans' turf mm-hmm. and hide their eggs there. I think it'd be cool if also these snake people, these nagas, uh, they can't spend too long in our realm. Or death will come for them. Right, that's why they have to hide. Yeah, they have to yeah. hide in the mirrors. So they, they have to have these like lightning fast raids, pretty much, on human settlements, none of which have mirrors in them. Right? No. Humans would smash all the mirrors instantly. No, I yeah. guess they would mostly come from lakes that have mirrored surfaces. Right, you can't right. cover up a lake. Though actually maybe near well, some like major cities. Huh. It's it's like the only setting where you don't want to settle near water at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, that's well, really cool. Yeah. Or if you are, you, like, always have the water moving. <laughs> and so, like, people think... Well, people think of water as a breeding ground for Nagas, but what if it's actually... Wise men know that it's actually the reflection that Nagas hide inside. <laughs> and if you're on moving water, you're safe. I think it's an interesting, uh, like... Uh, supposition was a what's an easier word for supposition? Assumption. It's not an easier word. Um, baked into that that everyone knows that the snakes are doing this. It's a it's a it's an interesting assumption because I think if they're coming out of mirrors and then disappearing, that's a classic like um like folk tale. Like we don't we don't know what's doing this sort of thing Mm -hmm. and like because they have to get like 10 humans it would be very unlikely for snakes to yeah they fail a lot of the time yeah no no snakes probably wouldn't be hiding hunting in the same area because there's so many you have to kill so many like you've like a serial killer kills 10 people in the same area they're gonna. They have a very high likelihood of getting found. Yeah. People are gonna start like gating over the wells and stuff. They're gonna move away from lakes. It's stuff like that. If they know, if they yeah. know the snakes are coming out of lakes, I think we can. It's possible that we want to change it from ten lives to just a life for a life. I kind of like the idea of an upping ante, though. Yeah, like it makes it more dangerous. Okay. Maybe not ten. Ten's kind of extreme. Well, maybe it can, like, rise over time. Like, it could just be the death is increasing his demands. Like, that makes it harder for the snakes and more dangerous for the humans. 
Right. So maybe I, I like when we kind of branch out our settings into different time periods based on what's changing. So like maybe there's a point where it's a life for a life and it, 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 these are kind of folk tales that they're nagas mm -hmm. coming mm -hmm. out of mirrors and surfaces. But by the time that they're having to harvest 10 people for every new naga life, like society has adapted to just be like on snake defense at all times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. let's say guns have been invented. And like, if you see like a naga, you just gun them down instinctively. Uh, well, well, so maybe it never actually increased, right? Like the effectiveness of taking one life, like w one life could always create a new, could always lead to the new hatching of a, of a snake. That And that's still the case, but the number of lives that you take during the uh, gestation of an egg like increases the lifetime of that snake by like many fold. And maybe what death starts doing is death starts like if you only use one life for a new snake, the, the children that are born are weak and sickly and they die more often in their infancy. Like that right. could be what that looks like as to why they have to start. But rating more. I think, okay, I think they can't die in the mirror realm. I think this is important to establish. The idea Ooh. that they die in their infancy is like a, they went to the mirror realm or the shimmer originally because death couldn't touch them there. Well, you touched up on before hiding the eggs in the real world. What if it was like a sea turtle sort of thing? Yeah, you have to bury them in. Yeah, they yeah. Can't, they can't be born or die in the real world. Or in the Shimmer world, you can't die or right, be born. Right, right. So these snakes would have uh, nests in the real world that humans are going to try and find as well and seek out and destroy. Yeah, and like it, it plays into Belvin's idea of multiple times and setting because in the early world, it's like a myth. Like maybe you stumble upon a cache of snake eggs and... Maybe there's even, like, some people that claim that, like, oh, you'll be rewarded with gold. And then by the time that we get to this later era, there are bands of armed, basically, soldiers that just go around trying to find and exterminate these places. Right. I, the only, it's interesting because they can't die in the mirror realm. So the only time they're losing uh, their own population is as a result of the humans or death finding them in the other world, you know? As well, a result of these missions, which is what interesting. What if they age in the mirror realm? So they can get to a point where they're just so miserable. <laughs> they're just limp old, dusty yeah. old snakes that they they, they just leave to, yeah, to die they, in I world. Yeah, I think you're right. There has to be some impetus for them to continue to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then it would also be hard to, like, if they didn't age in the mirror realm, then, like, a young snake would stay like like a like a newborn snake would stay newborn if you brought it into the mirror realm it would just be kind of bizarre so let's talk about how they incubate these eggs with human lives what process is there would their wise men know how to do it i see it like as an aztec thing like they're at the top of a ziggurat and they, they like pour blood in a ritual fashion from the bodies and, and these alcoves I uh, see like needing to be like keep a in mind thing. they can't they can't bring humans into the shimmer. They can uh, bring right. dead no, humans, yes, but they, they can, can bring the blood, right? No, I <laughs> they think can. they bring bodies. I think they just like they have it. to bring humans into the shimmer. Yeah. They bring dead bodies into the shimmer. I, I and think humans so. can go into the shimmer. It's just they have to be they have to either have to be brought or they have to know how to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that's more and interesting. It's, it's 
That, that leaves yeah. a okay. possibility for like some characters who take the fight to them. Well, what if magic in this universe is also tapping into the shimmer? Yes. And the more magically gifted you are, uh, you actually have a chance of traversing that veil. I'm yeah. I'm I mean, envisioning this as being really, really low magic. Yeah, like, oh, so really? Well, so what I'm seeing yeah. is like magic is like maybe when you tap into the shimmer, you can do things that should like technically physically not be possible just because you're kind of tapping right. to another reality, yeah. another realm, another dimension, so to speak. But it's not like you're casting spells. You're not like casting fireball with a shimmer. What if right. there's only mm -hmm. one kind of magic you could theoretically do, which is create a double of yourself? Because we've established uh -huh. this kind of a mirror-shaped realm. If you were to tie a magic system into that, there would be people who could be twinned, basically. I don't know. I just don't think that's a very strong connection. Yeah. Well, like, and that's not the only thing you can do with mirrors, either. You can distort images and, and use light and stuff like that. So it's not like yeah, the only yeah. thing it does. Yeah, I like being able to maybe temporarily distort yourself. Doubles is just another... Maybe we have a lot of concepts in play is the thing. We do. We're I, juggling I think a lot of balls. That's just, I think I'm going to veto talking about any magic system that doesn't directly relate to human okay. snake okay. Uh, interfacing. <laughs> yes, sir. Because it's Disgusting. just way too much going on already. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Makes so sense. Hey, so I'm, I, I have, I'm having trouble because we went from like um, uh, trickster snake steals eggs and now he needs 10 of them. How many, how many uh, snakes to... How many eggs did Trickster Snake steal um, <laughs> to, it's like, a, a uh, uh, doppelganger mirror uh, wizards, like... Yeah, that's, like, that's another dimension yeah. we don't need, but I do... I think we have something strong set up with with sort of a mirror dimension full of, of murderous Aztec snakes, who are only murderous mm -hmm. because they have to, because... That has been reduced to their method of reproduction to, to enable right. new life. Mm -hmm. Well, they would eventually glorify it, too. Nice they would time. have to in order to keep their culture, like, strong. Yeah, they develop... Um, maybe maybe Knife Tongue gives whispers to the priests, and he, he tells stories. That's what he, what he always has done and will do. He creates these oh. stories around the sacrifices and the cesty. Yeah, I, just, I, I just realized um, if... if uh, the snakes are hiding in the mirror so that they, because death can't find them in the mirror. Right. And they're taking humans that are like either, well, let's, let's say they are, oh, they're almost, almost expired. Then the humans are trapped in this like state of like, <laughs> uh, being very near death, but death can't find them. Right. Because they've you been couldn't taken kill the them in the mirror. Oh, that's dark. So... You're actually consuming a live. You're, you're consuming live humans in this ritual, like a snake would. Uh, you swallow them whole. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's dark, circle. but that's also kind of cool. So that is cool. Uh, you were the one talking about blood ziggurats. Because if if death can't come to take their soul, then you you take their soul. So right. these are less king cobra nagas and more like boa constrictor. That's that's dark. I like. I kind of enjoy, I don't know whether we want to go this route, but I like the idea of there being like all these different kinds of snake, Wajet, Naga, snake people. Mm -hmm. Like there are like big ones, bow constrictor ones, there's medium ones. And maybe there's like little garter snake guys who if you have a, a like a, a flat surface, like just you have a cup of water and you're not moving it around. That's a mirror surface <laughs> and it's like a little snake guy can jump <laughs> <laughs> 
Like they just oh, creep no. in. <laughs> just, yeah, I think it would be neat if all forked tongues, like that's the race name, knew instinctively how to use this magic, even if they were like animals, you know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Because they've existed in this alternate dimension for so long, it would change, like, basically evolutionarily, like, their species. Well, mm-hmm. we could tie in their origin to mythology. Like, there could be... We should... I think we should talk about actually... Ooh, I like... It, oh, wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. So yeah, yeah, there's a guy yeah. who looked into a mirror long ago and then, and snake tongue... Um, knife tongue was in his ear. Knife tongue wasn't a snake person at this point. And, and knife tongue uh. kept telling him about how hideous he is, how awful he is. He, he was just making him hate himself and hate himself and hate himself. And as he looked into the mirror, his, his visage became more and more warped and um, untrustworthy and dangerous. And eventually he saw a snake person in there and and through that process came into being the, the snake people. The So the snake tongues. people are twisted reflections of ourselves. That's where they come That's from. That's the origin story. And with myth, it doesn't huh. have to be strictly speaking true, but Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we need to nail down while we quickly have time, we need to talk about the practices of the snake people and the practices of humanity and dealing with them. Right. We need to talk about how the eggs are incubated and the logistics of that. Because that is important in this setting. And we need the ritual that kills people. Uh, if death, again, can't find them in the shimmer, and Chessman, you've suggested bringing live people into the shimmer for this right. ritual, how, does, how do their lives get consumed? You know, if they're just swallowed. That's the thing. Yeah, they get, um, they get like swallowed whole. Right, but if well, they can't die, then wouldn't they just get excreted and then swallowed again and there'd be no need to get new people? No, here's the thing. Um, you you can still die. You'd still digest them and they still they still you still take their essence. What what uh, what death can't do, death can't come to take their souls away. So the souls. So they take uh, when the snakes eat people, they take their souls. Right. But uh, isn't the whole sense. point of them wanting to mm. get people in exchange for snake lives because they're giving more souls to death than they would be than they originally took from him? Well, they take so, the souls and then they put the souls into the ritual and ten. Ri- yeah, I, I think it makes sense right. for them to kill yeah. them outside the shimmer and use like the blood ritually or something. But with the logistics of how we've established the mirrors working with death, I don't think it makes sense to bring them because you're just cucking death if you bring them in and like blue ball him like that. I guess I kind of gone to the point where like, why would they now be giving the um, like, let's say this is like the end of the um, this is the latest stage of the timeline. Let's say let's say maybe they did that before. And maybe they've uh, uh, broken the pact. Yeah, yeah. It's so like instead they have of such a shitty relationship with death. Now they're not honoring the arrangement anymore. They're just trying to make stronger snakes. Right. Okay. Uh, so in terms of what their society looks like, I- I've been seeing them as like an Aztec type people. Yeah. Um, yeah. With maybe like very elaborate and cool culture based around their, their religion, their mythology, and also, like, very morbid people. It's because, it's increasingly so, because of how death has taken such a, a prominent role in their lives. Yeah, if you have to get ten humans and bring them back uh, to hatch one egg, it would be mostly familial, 
right? Like, all the, like, snake men and warriors of one family would go out, like, 12 or 13 of them from some lake, and they'd have to go in hunting parties. Oh, I like that. There would be dynasties, maybe. Like, lots of houses and dynasties. There would be, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you would send out armies, even, sometimes, if you were, like, rich enough and needed an heir. Uh, but humans... Humans in the parallel society would have learned long ago never to travel alone and only travel in groups, especially if you're going by regions with a lot of still water. I think humans would also, uh, they'd get rid of natural lakes through irrigation. They're clever like that. It's interesting to think that, like, what is idyllic, like, river country and, like, lake country is the most dangerous place to be a human Mm. in this setting. It's not desirable land. Because it's a lot of work to basically well, drain off and destroy a big lake. A, you know, no, on, a dead, too... on a dead air night, you can have oceans that are barely moving. Yeah, on a uh, real halcyon day. On a dark night. But, you see yeah. a lot of reflection at night with the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly choppy, but like, there are occasions when you can have still ocean waters. Alright, All right, so here's the last... Here's, here's the last... Uh, I'm gonna put this last twist on this, Uh-oh. and and you guys can't <laughs> you guys can't see shit because we're about we're we're almost out of time. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate this tradition. So, <laughs> You're like the snakes are actually dogs. <laughs> and we end. So of course in the back in the old days when the snakes had a better deal with death, they were uh, started out as just being a menace. And then as they kept needing more and more lives, they they turned into, like, they started raiding with entire armies and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then over time, as they needed, because they need 10 whole fucking human lives. Well, yeah, armies would cause losses to the snakes, too. Yeah, it's it really starts to, it starts to wear on them and they start losing because they need so, they need to win by such a huge margin right right if only if like three snake people die in battle you need 30 humans to replace them right so over time they've died out a lot and and uh have become in some parts of the world i'm sure in some parts of the world they're still they're still a thing and they probably have the whole the whole classic like a uh vampire trope of or dracula trope where like he's got uh, a town that he just they just prey on and they're like well we gotta we gotta give them to them <laughs> like otherwise they're gonna kill us the all. only way the crops turn out good we've had shit crops for years well that's because we've <laughs> well, been feeding them enough <laughs> no, <laughs> we that, should get I, some more justin i love that so sort of like the the third part of the timeline is a decline like kind of a declined empire on the snake side yeah. where oh yeah things are kind <laughs> of moved a little bit back to being not, not so much a tail, but they know they exist, but they're, they're not like the whole human society is mobilized for war like they used to have to be. And maybe mm-hmm. I like to think that Knife Tongue, maybe at some point he can get a bit of a heel turn and feel repentance for what he's done and try to fix the whole problem. But that's a story. Yeah, try for to sweeten day. the deal again. Yeah. And it's modern day, <laughs> and we're in a place, let's modern day in the setting, and we're in a, we're in a, uh, we're in a nation now where there hasn't been a snake murder in in maybe generations. It's been that long. It's almost mythologized, yeah. And you're going to a summer camp with your friends to uh, to Placid Lake summer camp. No. And then one night, 
a snake, you see something slithering out of the lake. All right. And that's our that's show. <laughs> and we'll cut that last bit when it turns into a <laughs> summer camp story. It's an <laughs> easy adaptation. The studios love it. They want it. This, this has always been a summer camp story. It's Snakes are always a summer camp story. What are tin camp The level of fucking control you tried to exert, just even as Lorlad, was almost like a my dad level move in terms of like how he creatively designs his set. When you said summer camp, I did think you were going to go like Digimon and like a group of kids stumble into the shimmer or some shit like that. No, <laughs> no, it's a horror. It's all Stephen it's King. Obviously a horror. It's we only do horror now. Shift four. That's our thing. The year twenty two hundred. Baseball giant. Well, it is sort of horrifying. <laughs> They're but... on Uranus. They're looking at the reflective ice. <laughs> they what did they know. see? <laughs> How could they have known? It's a snake person in space. Oh, oh no. Starring well, folks, George Clooney. That's our show. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Wednesday. If you're feeling real saucy, go ahead and write us a five-star review on iTunes. That's right, lie about how good we are. And share us with all your world-building friends. It's a big help to us. Our artist, courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor, at Jovial Paradox on Twitter... You can tweet at us too at lorelads or send us hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building. <laughs>